Welcome to our daily podcast, The News Around Uganda. It's the 1st of May 2021. I am Lydia Lakwonyero. We start with a bit of sad news. The leadership of the Uganda Journalists Association has eulogized the fallen association ex-president Robert Kagolo, who was gunned down last evening. Preliminary findings by the police show that Kagolo was shot dead by a local defense unit operative who was guarding his brother's home in Kasenje, Wakiso district, where he had gone to attend a family meeting. The Uganda Journalists Association President Matthias Rukundo has described Kakolo's death as shocking and called for thorough inquiry into his death. There's a lot of theories going around about how he was killed, when he was killed, who killed him. We want to make a request to the police and the security apparatus. Protection majorly for journalists. The incident comes at a point where we are about to celebrate a day where we remember the history and all that that, is, that concerns journalists which is 3rd May. We were disturbed by this news. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Gender is still scrutinizing the minimum wage bill to set wages according to the sectors without compromising investment. In 2019, Parliament passed the minimum wage bill 2015 into an act, but President Yoel Museveni declined to assent to it, citing some loopholes which could scare away potential investors. However, the Minister of State in charge of Youth and Children, Nachiwala Chinji, says after the Minimum Wage Advisory Board finalizes its report, the bill will be retabled before Parliament for further scrutiny. Chinji was speaking ahead of the commemoration of the International Labor Day celebrations on the 1st of May. So what is happening now is for the stakeholders to get together and departmentalize so that we represent in Parliament a picture that does not hurt either the employer or the employee because Uganda is focused on increasing employment opportunities through divestiture and through, uh, through industrialization. So one of the ways to promote industrialization is to ensure that the factors of production are more but affordable. Still in the news. Uganda's inflation has steadily reduced from 3.8% last month to 2.7% in April 2021. The main drivers were the increase of food items on the market, which resulted into the reduction of prices in most of the major markets in the country. According to the senior statistician of Uganda Bureau of Statistics, Irene Musitwa, other items whose prices decreased include soft drinks, fruits and vegetables. And this is compared to what uh, we registered for the year that ended in March 2021 that was recorded at 2.7%. The decrease in this uh, annual headline inflation are due to the food and alcoholic beverages inflation that uh, declined to a minus 2.0% for the year ended April 2021 compared to a 0. an increase of uh, 0.4% for the year that ended in March 2021. Meanwhile, a curriculum for training traditional herbalists has been developed to improve the quality of medicine offered and weed out quacks. It was designed by the National Drug Authority in partnership with the Directorate of Industrial Training. While launching the curriculum, Patrick Biakatonda, the acting director of the Directorate of Industrial Training, reported an increased number of quacks. Yakatonda says that over 8 million herbalists will undergo this training in various fields including manufacturing and production and will later be certified and awarded qualifications at various levels. 
they have levels. So you start with level one, which is an equivalent of senior four. Level two, an equivalent of senior six. Level three, equivalent of advanced certificate. Level four, an equivalent of a diploma. Level six, an equivalent of a bachelor's degree. Level seven, an equivalent of a master's degree. And level eight, of a PhD. The, this curriculum makes them professionals. The non-professionals will be kicked out. They were fair. Let's see what's happening in court. Businessman Moses Karunji and his son Moses Kabuye have been acquitted of theft and breaking and entering. The charges had been preferred against them by the DPP. In April 2020, the duo was remanded to Kitalia prison after being charged with three counts of conspiracy to commit a felony, breaking and entering a shop, and theft. Prosecution alleged that they broke into Vaskaraj Bet shop belonging to his tenant, Patrick Smarts, and stole items such as air conditioners, compressors, keys to the safe, one generator, and 23 flat screens, collectively valued at $12,000. Today, Magistrate Gladys Kamasanyu dismissed the charges against them. She said the DPP failed to produce incriminating evidence. Kamasanyu said none of the witnesses, including the shop owner, Mr. Smarts, and police officers were able to tell court which part of the shop was broken into, who broke it, and when it was broken. She said the investigating officer made it worse when he informed court that he never actually visited the scene of the crime but relied on hearsay. Kamasanyu said Mr. Smarts knew that he had not cleared his rent fee to Karunji and that court had given Karunji permission to impound all his property and sell it. In some great news, Soroti Regional Referral Hospital yesterday afternoon discharged a conjoined twin who was separated from her dead sister. This comes five weeks after the baby was successfully separated by a team of doctors led by Dr. Joseph Epodoy, a senior consultant surgeon. The hospital yesterday afternoon organized a ceremony celebrating the successful operation carried out by their own doctors. The event was graced by the Minister of State for Fisheries, Helen Adoa, who represented the Minister of Health, Dr. Jane Ruth Acheng. Dr. Epodoy and the team were presented with certificates and awards and later cut cake. Minister Adoa hailed Dr. Epodoy and his team. Adoa gave the mother of the baby, Lois Alinga, one million shillings to help her take care of the baby. And now with more news from court. Labour State Minister Mwesigwa Rukutana yesterday morning was acquitted of all seven charges that he has been battling since September last year. Rukutana has been facing charges of attempted murder, threatening violence, malicious damage, assault and causing bodily harm. Prosecution alleged that he committed the offences in September last year in Rushenyi, Ntungamo district, during the NRM primaries. In his ruling, the acting Ntungamo chief magistrate, Gordon Muhimbise, said prosecution failed to link the minister to any of the charges against him. He described the prosecution's evidence as inconsistent, full of falsehoods, and only aimed at tarnishing Rukutana's image. I find the evidence adduced by the prosecution against the accused on all the seven counts herein full of concoctions, falsehoods, and grave inconsistencies. The prosecution evidence is full of nothing but naked lies that no reasonable tribunal or court can convict basing on it. It was also greatly discredited during cross-examination. On the other hand, I find the defense evidence very consistent, well collaborated, and believable. From the record, it is manifestly clear that these charges were a frame-up to marine the name of the accused 
and destroy his reputation. In the circumstances, I find that the prosecution has not proved any of these charges against the accused beyond reasonable doubt as required by the law. I therefore find the accused not guilty of all the charges herein, and I do hereby acquit him on all the seven. Speaking to journalists after the court ruling, Rukutana welcomed the judgment. These schemers, when they scheme, thought they would destroy me. They had vowed that they will either win or completely destroy my name. They succeeded partially because I lost. But now, when it came to court, God treated them exactly like those people who wanted to construct the Tower of Babel. He sent them conflicting evidence. They contradicted each other. One would say this, another one would deny. And as a result, their scheme collapsed and crumbled like the Tower of Babel. So I'm really happy that finally truth and justice have prevailed. The case was a concoction, it was a frame-up, it was designed to malign my integrity, it was designed to ensure that I don't go through in the elections. It achieved its objective, but I'm not excited because I all along knew that I was innocent. And with that story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakonyeru. Good day.